Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. This just in, another one of our buildings burned down. Why so, does this keep happening? <laughs> this keeps happening to us. We just like <laughs> spray lighter fluid and leave matches around. I don't know why it happens. Yeah, faulty wiring. I don't know. Maybe knob and tube um, electrical systems aren't what they're cracked up to be. Yeah. Fire pits. God. I don't know. We have all, it's all fun stuff, but apparently it's not good. No, no. And this is why your parents tell you don't play with fire when you're a little kid. We didn't learn that lesson. And now for those who are just tuning in for the very first time, this is our third fire in the last year. In the last 12 months, not even a full full year yet. So we had a fire last December. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty big one. Yeah. And then we had another fire on the same building four or five months later in April. And we've done episodes on these. And so we've we talked about just that. Search fire. You'll see them. And we thought we got all our fires out of our system. But nope. it turns out not quite. So we had another fire. Yeah. Tell us the story. And the reason we're joking about this is because it was a very mild this fire. One's a, this yeah. one's not a big This deal. was... No one came anywhere near to being hurt. It was like a small little electrical thing. Our, the building this happened in has uh, electric heat. And there was one uh, heating unit under a kitchen sink that um, had a very, very small fire. And I think, you know, we're, we're actually going to be able to repair everything for, I think, probably less than $1,000. Nice. So, but whenever there's a fire on a building, you can make a video and people will click on here it. Here we are. So here we are. Yeah, but um, you... But in all truth, truthfulness, we are we're laughing so as not to cry. The the pain of dealing with insurance and mm-hmm. dealing with the trauma within residents. Let's let's actually let's talk through this. What are the top three things that you do after a fire? Now that you've you've experienced three in a year, what's the, what's the checklist for a new operator out there? Yeah, so checklist is you make sure everybody's okay. You make sure that they have a place to go, um, and if you need to pay for that, you pay for it. Um, in this instance, it was one unit. The, the unit was inhabitable. It was perfectly fine. The only reason that we had to uh, move that resident the night of was because we had to turn off the power to that unit until the next day. Um, but that resident opted to stay with his uh, a family member. And then at this moment, uh, he's going to be moving to a unit in one of our other properties. Uh, not because he needs to, but I guess he's a little uncomfortable about the fire, which makes perfect sense. So put them in a, a, another building. But um, first thing you got to do is you got to make sure people are okay. You got to get them out. Step one, then find a place for them to go. So this might be hotels. This might be other properties you own. This might be calling the Red Cross. Um, you got to take care of the people first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you worry about the insurance. And, and that, that was, that was a bigger one on the first fire. Yeah. That was d- December, middle of winter, bigger fire, a lot of people outside of their units outside in the cold. And it's like, yeah, because on that one, obviously the unit that that happened, well, not obviously you guys don't know, but the unit that happened in was a, a black shell that was uninhabitable. That was a bad they fire. Did not have the option to go back in, and because of the amount of smoke damage and the amount of smoke in the building, a good chunk of that building wasn't able to stay the night. They were able to go in and get some items, but they had to go somewhere else. And the night of, I think that was you know probably fifteen, sixteen units worth of people, which is probably twenty some, if I had to guess, twenty five. And there's a lot of operators out there that 
that don't do this. And that's when you're going to end up in the news for the wrong reasons. The wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't want that to be the case. Don't, let, it, take don't let a tragedy get worse. Yeah. Take care of the people, whatever it costs, figure out the money later. Okay. So step one, take care of the people. What's step two? Uh, well, call your insurance and get a remediation company because you're going to want to get rolling on that. If there's a fire, there's probably a ton of water damage from the fire department. They tend to bring hoses and just they tromp around. They do all sorts of stuff that's dangerous to a building. Yeah. So insurance, you got to put the fire out. Obviously, yeah, yeah, there's that. that. <laughs> Make sure the fire department's on that. That's not really on the operator. That's not on us. But assuming yeah. the fire department did their job, get the people out, take take care of them, get the remediation company in as soon as possible because they're going to want to get going the night of. Because uh, there's a lot of work that could be done the night of. And so you then, should probably already have a remediation company in mind. Probably like in the back of your mind or like a vendor list somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're easy to Google. We didn't have to um, because I, this, I don't know if this is the case everywhere, but the company that's working on our project has a, um, a relationship with the police and fire department oh. so that when these things come, and I wouldn't be surprised if show this up. is... They just show up. Yep. They get the call at the same time as the fire department. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the case nationwide. I don't know. But it would make sense mm -hmm. that the fire department, you know, tries to get a remediation company there immediately because someone's got to do the work the night of. And then whether or not you hire them for the uh, entirety of the job, that's up to you. But, you know, we went with the guys that showed up that night because we're like, yeah, you're, you're here, here doing work. You seem great. Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, you want to get those guys in there as soon as possible if they don't already show up, if they have a connection with the police uh, scanners or fire department. They're just, they're just out there on the scanners and the, they don't even have a relationship with the fire department. They're just on the scanners. That's they're, what it sounded just parked like outside because the they department. got there before I did. And I was like, how did you know to come here? And he's like, Oh, we got a radio. And I was like, uh, huh? Uh, okay. But, but, okay. Which makes sense. <laughs> and I found out later that no, that's an official relationship between the fire department and this company, which I'd imagine is a great funnel for business for them. That's a great, re yeah. I, well, I would be really curious. Maybe we can unpack this in a future episode is like, how do you get that relationship? How do they show preference? Is, is it like a top five rotating uh, procedure where yeah, these no guys idea. get a call this time, they get no a call idea. next time. So we don't play favorites. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I don't know. What an interesting um, business. But okay. So yeah. take care of the tenant re remediation company. Step three. What's step three? Insurance. Insurance. That, and that's an on, that's a long <laughs> convoluted dumpster fire of a step. So it sucks. The insurance. That's step three through 10. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's step three through 99, I'd say, <laughs> insurance. Um, and that's that, that could go 900 different ways, so we don't need to go into detail. But, yeah, get the insurance uh, company involved as soon as possible because there's a lot of things that can't really be moved or done until they get their inspectors out. Mm -hmm. So we, in our instance, on the big one, we had to leave just a smoldering pile of um, junk in the front yard because that was something that needed to be inspected mm -hmm. before it could be removed. And so you want to make sure you... You remediate things to the point that they ought to be remediated to without doing too much prior to insurance sure. getting their eyes on it. And a good remediation company is going to know what can be done and what should be saved. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, I learned all that in real time on this first fire because I never had one before. Totally. So. And I think if you are – so for operators out there, whether you're just starting, you maybe have a small portfolio or you have a larger portfolio, it's, I think, helpful to have your kind of emergency crisis plan figured out beforehand. So what you could do is figure out where your different assets are, figure out where different hotels are in relation to those assets. That way, if there's ever a fire there and you need to make a phone call, you don't have to go searching. You just go to the, the emergency plan. You're like, oh, yeah, there's a Motel 8 a couple blocks over. Um, just call them up real quick. And then you already have your re remediation company locked in on your Google Doc. And then you have your insurance on, on speed dial so that you 
know exactly what you have to do because um, when there's when you're in the midst of the crisis, like you're that's not the time to be coming up with the game plan. No, you're not going to do, do a good job winging it. Yeah. Um, uh, something else that is is small, but I think would be appreciated that we did that was received quite well is get food there because that this is a long process from when it happens. Everyone's just standing around outside for a really long time until you get the the, the call or the until the fire department says, "Hey, people can go in or not." Mm-hmm. Right. So if they say people can go back in, that's great. But if they can't, that's where you'd start making the calls to hotels, maybe other local owners, Red Cross, all that stuff. Um, but get food because there's going to be a long period of time where everyone's just kind of standing there and it sucks for everybody that day. So get some pizzas, get some wings. That's what we did. Doesn't hurt. Costs 200 bucks. I think. Yeah, buys and buys some goodwill. Yeah, it goes and, and put yourself way. in the position of the residents. They're having a really shitty night. Like, yeah, in some their, cases, their night is almost worse all their in belongings, some ways than your night. Yeah, I mean, maybe all their personal belongings were just destroyed. Totally. Like totally. the source unit on that one, there was nothing left. Yeah, oh yeah, so, everything's destroyed on that. Yeah. So. So figure out your game plan. And then if also something to think about is if you're an operator who outsources to a third-party management company, recognize you're probably going to get a phone call, hopefully at some point in this process. Yeah, and you should be there. If you're local, don't be the guy who just sits at home. Go. Show, show your face. Go say hello. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the fire. This one should be we easier. We didn't even really talk about the new one. Yeah, well, you, you did. It was a space heater. Yeah, we need a, to get a new cabinet. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Okay, so the building didn't really burn down. Um, yeah, sorry, we lied. But so. hopefully now you you have some idea of maybe what to do in case of the fire and uh, what what not to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, good luck, Godspeed, and may all of your fires be extinct. <laughs> no, yeah, I like that. Let's go with that. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.